The Blues fell to the Toronto Maple Leafs at home. And am I surprised by this? No. But did I expect them to play better? Yes. What exactly went wrong? I'm going to break down this game for you all and how the Blues can recover coming up here on Locked on Blues. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to Locked on Blues. I am your host of Locked on Blues, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all things about our St. Louis Blues here, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My everydayers know that I do love a good puck drop during lunchtime, but what I was most upset about today was the ending of this game and basically the second half of the game. I'm going to talk about some of the losses that the Blues had. Obviously, they lost the Predators over the weekend and today the Toronto Maple Leafs. How do the Blues prepare for the Islanders? And this is not on Jordan Cairo. And I don't understand all the hate that he receives because there is another player that came to my mind when I think of disappointment. And it is not Kevin Hayes. <laughs> like I, I, It could be, but it's not Kevin Hayes. Um, yeah, the Blues haven't had many back-to-back losses in quite a while. And right now, again, they're in a bad position. I'm going to be honest with you. They realistically could have they could have won today they could have won and i think what the most frustrating part about today's game is is the fact that they weren't out of the game and um it's not like the leafs were i mean the score will reflect something different obviously because of that empty netter but the blues were not out of it and uh <laughs> that's uh that's what's most frustrating, but a lot to talk about on today's episode. I do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On NHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So I want to talk most importantly about the lines that we saw today on the ice. So as I mentioned, there is one guy that I am just so frustrated with in one of the lines. And it is that first line, Robert Thomas centering on the left wing, you have Pavel Buchnevich, and then on the right wing, you have Jordan Cairo. I do think Cairo should be on that second line, and I think that they should make Jake Neighbors on the right wing. I think that would be much, much better. Um, but yeah, so that was the first line. Then you had on the second line, you had um, centering Braden Shen on left wing, Jake Neighbors, right wing, Casper Kapanen. Then on that third line, the most irrelevant line, you have Kevin Hayes as the center. Then on the last, you have Braden Saad. And then you have Sammy Blay on the right. And then finally on that fourth line, Oscar Sunquist. And then you have Alexei Trochenko and Nathan Walker. Defensive today, we have Nick Letty and Colton Pareko, Tori Krug, Matt Kessel, Marco Scandella, and Kale Rosen. And then um, Annette was Joel Hofer. So I was a little surprised about Hofer being in net, but you know what? You got to give him some time on ice, and it is what it is. And today's loss, it wasn't on Hofer whatsoever, but I'm going to definitely talk about what happened. So the first period, there was no scoring. Both teams actually did a really um, good job kind of playing consistently. Um, 
good defensive work by both of the teams, to be honest with you. Then a couple seconds in, about 20 seconds in, um, Toronto scores, makes it one nothing. And towards the end of the period, Braden Saad is able to get a power play goal. I know, shocker, and equalizes it up to 1-1. The third period is when things got a little bit messy um, and very unfortunate. Because, again, the, the Blues have gone, realistically at this point, 40 minutes playing good hockey. Yeah, that goal in the beginning of the second period wasn't ideal. It wasn't good, right? But they were able to at least get that equalizer, and it was a pretty nice goal that Assad had. He hasn't really done much lately, so I was happy to see that. But they really, like, weren't out of the game whatsoever. So third period comes in, and uh, the Leafs are on a power play. And 45 seconds into the third period, Austin Matthews gets a power play goal. His 49th goal, by the way, of this season. And... um Mitch Mariner assisted for his second assist of the season. And I feel like this kind of just got things going in the wrong direction. I mean, that second period, the Leafs come out and they're able to get a goal immediately and nail it happened to get in the third period. It's not the best. Um, not the best. So, no, bad. Then uh, seven minutes into the third period, William Nylander was able to get a shorthanded goal. Now giving the Leafs a 3-1 lead over the St. Louis Blues. About 10 minutes go by, nothing much happens, and Pavel Buchnevich is able to uh, get a goal. Bushi with his uh, 19th of the season. So you have about a minute and eight seconds remaining, right, of the third period. You're down by one goal at this point. And unfortunately, not even a minute later, um, it's so ironic. But Bobby McMahon is able to get an empty netter for Toronto. And the way that I can best explain this, Tory Krug basically fed the puck to Boosh to get the goal that previous minute. Krug is back on defense. And it's, it's hard to explain, but he's basically like he has puck possession. But then McMahon is able to get the puck out of his possession, turn around and get it in the net. So, yeah, then it's 4-2. You have about, what, like 30-something seconds left. The Blues are not coming back from that. But for that, like, 30 seconds, there was hope, though, that the Blues could equalize the game up at three. But overall, that shorthanded goal really did them dirty. And the refs, I don't understand the refs either because I feel like the refs today just weren't it. A lot of the calls they were making were going against St. Louis and a lot in Toronto's favor. No, I'm not one. I'm not going to blame the refs for the loss today. I'm not going to say, oh, that's the reason why the Blues lost. But it definitely wasn't helpful at all. So, again, a really tough loss for St. Louis today. Not on Joel Hofer. I mean, sure. It, it just it is what it is. Um, another game that I want to talk about because I know I talked about the Leafs and this is kind of you know not in the same order is against the Predators because that was a really disappointing loss. So that happened on Saturday. By the way, I don't know if you can see my cat. She kind of blends in because of the ice right now, but she's here live on YouTube. So if you want to say hello, you can do that too. So against the Preds, honestly, it was a five-two loss. It was really, really ugly. Our boy Ryan O'Reilly scored. Well, our former boy. Uh, Shenny's brother Luke Shen scored. 
So the wrong Shen scored because Luke's a defender. I mean, like, it is what it is. I told you Philip Forsberg would be a problem. He scored. It, it just wasn't good. Everything that could have gone wrong, I told you would have gone wrong. But the most frustrating thing about this game, first off, the Blues couldn't win any face-offs over their lives. Secondly, it is the hate that Jordan Binghamton has received for a high-sticking call, which, again, I don't really agree with that much, um, against one of the Predators. Jordan Cairo is probably, not Jordan Cairo, Jordan Binghamton. I don't know why I said Cairo. Oh, because Cairo scored in that game, I think, right? He definitely scored in that game. Um, Jordan Binghamton, we all know that he can be a little bit emotional, okay? That's something that we've understood about him. And when he, he got called for high sticking, yes, it was high sticking. Like he did have a stick up, but it wasn't like he was intentionally trying to hit somebody in the face. We've seen Binner go at people before. It wasn't like a Jordan Binghamton, like, you know, heat of the moment moment, right? Um, and people took to social media. The broadcast also was sucky when it came to talking from Nashville side, not our side, but Nashville's saying, oh, you know, he's emotional. This is why, you know, people don't like him. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, people took to social media to say things like, oh, well, this is why, you know, Jordan Binghamton's such a problem, you know, and talking about his character. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Jordan Binghamton didn't intentionally do anything. Sure, his stick was high. Call had to be made. I get that. I agree with that. But at the end of the day, it's not like he took the stick and he purposely, like, just boom, like, went up and tried to hit somebody. So, for me, I feel like people just love to hate Jordan Binghamton because, yes, in the past, he has had emotional outbursts. That's been a thing. Uh, we all know, you know, about him trying to fight other goalies and go to the other benches. Like, we know that. But to bring somebody's character into question when they didn't do anything wrong and and the and they also won't tell you either that Biddington didn't apologize to the player that he um accidentally hit with the stick and they, they just portray him to be this bad guy and he's not and I think Nashville fans honestly just might be like my least favorite fans at the moment because they really came at Jordan Binghamton and he is our goalie I'm gonna defend him I'm not gonna be quiet about it because at the end of the day don't be disrespectful to somebody that didn't do anything intentionally wrong and enjoy the win. Don't talk about our guy. Enjoy the win that you had. It's unbelievable. Like, people really just want to come at Jordan Binghamton for no reason. And they do this around the NHL all the time. And it's beyond me. Um, Axel Ho says, officiating is leaving a lot to be desired this year. Lines been called icing on Washington while they were on the penalty kill. Yeah, like, it's just been bad overall in the NHL. And that is something that I think that, you know, they're going to really have to work on because it does cost teams games. Um, you make a bad call and, you know, the result of that impacts the game. Like, you can't do that. So, um, I agree. It's been obviously very um, frustrated 100%. So, I want to talk to you before I talk about how they can prepare for the Islanders about my friends over at Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? 
Understanding one another prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. Communication to me is at least very important, and I think communication is the one skill set that I value the most that I've learned. So after providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management, groups navigate conflict, and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you would hope? Get the couples and families an online seminar for 25% off of the month during February. Use discount code locked on. Again, that's discount code locked on for 25% off for the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free. Again, in the bio, you'll be able to access everything links. So if you didn't catch that, it's okay. It's going to all be in the bio down below. How do the Blues prepare for the um, Islanders coming up? Well, the Islanders just actually lost in their stadium series game after having like a three goal lead at one point. So, um, yeah, I think that says all you need to say. No, but for real, I think that the Blues really need to win this next game. If they remain the way that they have been, then I'm sorry, but then the Predators, you have the wild that they could overtake where the Blues are at in the standings. You know, we always say, oh, it's early, there's time left, but the reality is there's not much time left. Um, We're coming to the point in the season where you need to win. Okay, you need to win all the time, but this is the point in the season where you cannot be sloppy, you can't take you know, these games lightheartedly, these games are really vital to the potentialness of, I just made up that word, of the Blues uh, going to the playoffs. So they don't play the Islanders until the 22nd. And I think that having this time between now and then, you have a couple of days, I would put Biddington in net because at this point you need to win. You can't take any chances. I think the Islanders, okay, like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Sorkin's a good goalie, so I'm hoping that they don't put him in net, but they very well could. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they have 58 points. They're kind of similar to St. Louis. We have 60. I just think that this is a team that you can't really sleep on. And what I could see the Blues doing is, oh, well, you know, we put all of our effort in against, you know, the Predators game and then the Maple Leafs. And they're going to look at the Islanders and be like, oh, we can easily win this. They can't do that. They need to attack this game just as aggressively as they've attacked every other game that's a tough component. Because at this point, it's on the Blues versus the Islanders. It's the St. Louis Blues versus the St. Louis Blues. When this team clicks and they play well, they do amazing things on the ice. And... It goes to show that when they don't click, well, you get the results that happened today where you have a great two periods and then in that third period you fall apart. And that's been the story all season. And uh, I'm going to be the one to say it. Am I surprised? No. But I think this Islanders team, I mean, they're not bad. So the Blues need to step it up. I mean, today was just so embarrassing it really was because they had the Maple Leafs. They really did. They had tons of opportunities, and I'm not going to be excusing that whatsoever, but when you have opportunities and moments where you can overpower a team 
and you don't, then yeah, that's on you. And that's what made the loss so frustrating today was that everything was truly in their control until that third period. And uh, they need to really work on being able to be better defensively during their own power play because when another team is a shorthanded goal on you, that is not a good thing whatsoever, and that should not be happening. Like That's an unacceptable goal. I, I just don't understand how this team continues to fluctuate as much as they do, and I've been saying this all season. They're just not consistent. And at this point, it, as I said, not a lot of time remaining. At this point, if you're not consistent, then maybe the playoffs actually are not in our future, even though I still think that they could be. See, it, it sucks. Is I think they could be in the playoffs. I just don't see the consistency. All right. Before I talk about something that's been heavy on my mind about a certain player, I need to tell you about my friends over at Sleeper. It's almost the halfway point of the season, Blues fans. And right now, we need to win. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. And... This is where players like a Robert Thomas do you good when he gets assists because all you have to do is pick guys whether like Robert Thomas, Pavel Buchnevich, maybe my boy Jake Neighbors will record more or less in their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Blues fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. So something that has been on my mind is not understanding all this hate for Jordan Cairo. I understand he can be an easy player to blame, and he has done things. Obviously, he's not a perfect player, and I get it, okay? But there's another player that I feel like hasn't been playing well that doesn't get any kind of hate, and it confuses me. And I'm not encouraging hate, by the way. That's not where I'm coming at. I guess you should say is not getting enough feedback. Like, I don't know how to even put it into words, but basically it's Pavel Buchnevich. I love Bush. Okay. One of my favorite players on the blues, you know that, but he hasn't been playing that great lately. And I feel like all of the hate is generated towards Jordan Cairo. Um, yeah, Bush just looks slow and has been making way too many turnovers and not helping at all. Yeah, like he'll have good plays, but so, so does Cairo. But I'm not saying compare the two players, so to say, but I just don't understand why we're giving Cairo all of this hate. I just don't understand it. And maybe I'm a little bit defensive over Jordan Cairo, honestly, because I feel like some of the stuff that he's had to endure is just not fair. I don't think that somebody should be treated the way that he has been, um, especially what's what happened in the season earlier in the season. 
I don't even have to reiterate what happened because you already know what happened. But I just feel like he's one of those players where people just hate him. And not maybe hates the right, not the right word, dislike him maybe. But it's just, it's one of those things where other players haven't been playing well. And Ace Rob here on YouTube says that whole first line hasn't looked good. And I agree, the past three games it hasn't. I said this the other day against the Predators. I think that was one of Robert Thomas's worst games. I love Robert Thomas, one of my favorite players. Well, he is my favorite player on the Blues. And I can even say this, he did not look good. Even today, didn't look good. The thing that the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they're a very interesting team, that they do so well is that their star players, right? Like they're Austin Matthews, they're Mitch Mariner, you know, even Nylander, right? You have those guys. They find ways to utilize them. And the players that, that I just mentioned, they make themselves open. Like there's things that they do that generate them to have the puck and able to make vital plays. The Blues need to figure out how to do that because there's a reason why Austin Matthews has 49 goals. And I'm not saying that the Blues need to be like the Toronto Maple Leafs because they're not going to be, but they need to find ways to feed the puck more to their stars and feed it to a Jake Neighbors more. Do more, but it's frustrating. I don't get it. Um, and you know what another thing is that I do want to say too, is that Joel Hofer is doing fine, but why did they put in Jordan Binghamton today? <laughs> like you're going against the Toronto Maple Leafs and you're in, and you have a Toronto team that scores a lot. <laughs> like, wouldn't you put in like your starting goalie? I don't know. Like, I just thought that was another thing. I saw that when the lineup came out. I'm like, that's a little weird. I. Again, I don't make the decisions, but the trade deadline is approaching. Sell, 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 because at this point, these guys, some of them just are too old. They don't play well enough, and it's not good. What I'm seeing on the ice is not good hockey. So I want to let you know tomorrow there will be an episode 100% on YouTube. We're actually switching where we're uploading the audio for the podcast. So... If you're listening, usually on like Spotify, Apple Music, all that, you'll hear it hopefully later Tuesday, if not Wednesday. But if you want to go to YouTube, play it, you don't have to like watch the video, but you can like hook it up to your car and the music will still come out. Um, you can do that as, and not the music, the audio will still come out. So you can do that as well. Yeah, I talked about that high sticking earlier, that penalty. I saw your comment. It, it was stupid. It, it like, Jordan Binghamton didn't intentionally do it. Binner did not intentionally do anything. It just, again, fans like to hate us. I don't know why. We're actually a very positive team. What that's on them. I'm ending this episode annoyed, but I'm gonna be po- I, I'm I'm positive. I'm not panicked yet. I'm annoyed. And that's okay. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And like always, let's go blues.